2: you don't want to work for this guy yeah if and when andy cuomo is either impeached or resigns uh, consider this a warning uh, if he starts his own company and puts out a help wanted sign eh, don't apply yeah, this is one bad guy the washington post uh, really dug deep on this guy and and we're not just talking about the sexual harassment. There's plenty of that. And you've heard about the three or four or five women who've come forward on that. But the, uh, the Washington Post story just describes a major league creep screaming at people, telling them they're stupid. One woman said, quote, not even my own parents ever yelled at me the way he yelled at me, unquote. And according to the story, uh, staffers avoided even sitting near him during meetings because they were afraid that he would turn and start yelling at them. And so they felt like if they put some distance between themselves and him, that they wouldn't get yelled at. Another person said that he always had to be the smartest person in the room and quote, uh, he always, uh, he will beat people down so he is the only person standing. He will beat people down so he's the only person standing. Just think of this as your, if you saw any of his, um, press conferences during covid uh, think about his attitude there and see if this sounds strange to you when you hear this doesn't to me anyway this went on for a long time decades according to the post uh, you probably heard the stir- heard the story about uh, ron kim he's the new york state assemblyman who was threatened by como cuomo, cuomo uh, that uh, this is just a bad guy and when we come back after the break we're going to talk to amy Britton. She's one of the writers of this long story in the Washington Post, and you'll hear just what it's like to work for Andy Cuomo. So, uh, and you'll be pretty, well, I don't know if you'll be shocked, but you'll, you'll be well informed on what kind of a guy he actually is. Also, uh, coming up in the second half hour, my new hero. Uh, her name is Jessica Ferroni. She's a Canadian nurse who did what way too many Canadians are afraid to do, She stood up to the Canadian government. She refused to wear a mask or get a a COVID test when she landed at the airport in Toronto after coming back from Tanzania, where she was working as a nurse. And she knew exactly what she was doing. She told the Canadian government that their constitution protected her from being forced to take the test or to stay in a hotel for three days, which is what they make people do when they show up from a trip. She said, I'm not going to go to a hotel. I'm going home. She says masks are stupid and that the Canadians are suffering more from the government's stupidity than they are from COVID itself. And as I said, we will talk to her coming up at 535. But coming up next, what's it like to work for Andy Cuomo? Stick around. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium My Pillow for 29.98, that's regularly 69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All My Pillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087, promo code STAG.
3: Over 10 years ago, we realized how important saving family memories was, and we wanted to help. Legacy Box started from that passion and has now helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their film reels, VHS tapes, and photos. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. What started with the two of us in a garage is now over 200 trained professionals. Legacy Box is a safe and secure way to put all your favorite family memories on an easy-to-view digital format, like a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. We ship you a sturdy Legacy Box to fill with all your outdated media, safety barcodes to track your items throughout the process, and a pre paid mailing label legacy box has been featured by good morning america and the today show not bad for two kids in a garage that's true nick and here's the best part we always wanted to make it affordable to preserve your entire collection so we we're offering 40 percent off go to legacybox.com lbox to take advantage of this exclusive offer that's legacybox.com lbox
1: connecting you with new customers.
4: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to 7 gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order 1 gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets.
5: This
0: is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer.
2: Well, unless he's uh, resigned or been impeached in the last five minutes, uh, Andrew Cuomo is still the governor of New York. He's probably not considered a front runner anymore for the 2024 Democrat nomination for president, though his credibility. Uh, And his personality have taken major hits in the last few weeks. Uh, The Washington Post had a major report on him in yesterday's edition. Amy Britton was one of the three reporters on that story, and she joins us now. Amy, thanks for being here.
6: Of course. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
2: So, uh, Amy, we've heard a lot about the sexual harassment claims in the last uh, week or so. Uh, We'll get to that part of it in a minute. But uh, putting that aside... Um, based on your reporting, he just oversaw a toxic workplace, didn't he?
6: Yeah, I mean, that's what we heard um, in our reporting, and we reached out to over 150 people who have worked for him over the decades. You know, obviously not all of those people got back to us, but of the ones who did, we had, you know, close to two dozen accounts that described an extremely toxic workplace. And I think for me, uh, as someone who has not covered New York state politics. You know, I don't typically, uh, you know, operate in Albany or around the area. It was kind of interesting right. to take a look a look at it with fresh eyes, because in some ways, a lot of these allegations have been known and, in fact, documented going back to as early as the 1980s. Uh, his
2: his behavior, you mean, documented going back that far? Yes.
6: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, some of the earliest accounts we read were you know, a, a political rival in the state, uh, getting a, a verbal threat from him over a telephone call. Um, we we talked to a man in, in 1988, got a call from Andrew Cuomo over a dispute with a, um, a housing construction project. And he said that Andrew Cuomo told him, you know, I will break every bone in your body um, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do. And then you kind of Compare that to a call that a New York state assemblyman said that he got just a couple of weeks ago from Andrew Cuomo uh, over a dispute about the nursing home situation in New York and allegations related to that. And he told us that Andrew Cuomo threatened to destroy his life and destroy his career and 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 a raging phone call that left this assemblyman's wife just crying and shaking, you know, in her living room. So I think when you hear those accounts, you kind of wonder well, how has this behavior persisted for so long? Not only persisted, but in some ways, thrived and become part of his persona. Um, you know, this is the governor. governor that's in his third term.
2: Yeah. So that was I was going to ask you um, th- this. The story that you, uh, the, the picture that you painted, this guy is not a pleasant uh, person, and uh, not somebody that anybody would ever want to work for. I don't think, but. Um, and he's been around a long time. I, I, he, how has he managed to uh, maintain the, the image that he seems to have maintained, maintain, which is that he's a wonderful guy and he cares deeply about everybody? And, uh, I mean, you would think that he was, uh, uh, I don't know. I, it's just, it's just it's stunning to me that reading your story and, and, the, and the fact that he was able to survive this long treating people like that, not only survive, but be looked upon as this wonderful person. Because his image is pretty good up until about a month ago.
6: He has a a very good national image, and even international image. It's interesting because today I've spoken to some reporters in the UK and in Germany, and and I wasn't even aware that they would necessarily you know, have an interest in, in Andrew Cuomo, but they said that over there, he had become very popular over the past year. So I think that there's definitely a difference between the public persona, which is obviously one of a tough guy, of a guy who cares, and then the be- behind the scenes image. Um, and I think that what we heard from a number of staffers is that uh, in some cases, he takes delight in humiliating his employees and dressing them down. We- Spoke to male aides who said that they were subjected to really vile, explicit language, you know, accusing them of not being masculine enough to work for him. Um, But in his defense, in Governor Cuomo's defense, he says that he is a tough boss, but he's this way because he uh, wants all New Yorkers to think that he is demanding the best of his employees uh, at all times. So his defense is like, yeah, I'm a tough boss, but I'm doing this for the good of New York because I want yeah, the best sure. for the people of New York, you know? Yeah,
2: right. Well, uh, uh, how, the people he worked for were the people of New York. Um, how, how eager
6: that is true.
2: were the people you talked to uh, to tell their sto- their horror stories? Did you? I, I know you, you, you um, contacted 150, but how many of those actually talked to you?
6: Uh, about two dozen spoke to us for accounts that we were able to use, so either on background or on the record. And then a number of other people, you know, just said that they they weren't willing to talk because they were afraid. And, and that was one thing that struck me. It's like people who don't even work for him anymore or don't even work for the state of New York anymore, you know, j- just... Still, the level I think of control that, or or pull or sway that this concept of Andrew Cuomo kind of (laughs) is kind of lurking over their lives in a way was really startling for me to hear from a number of people in the sense that they were afraid that if they spoke out about him, that he could uh, make efforts to to ruin their career. Um, A lot of people told us that they felt like he was very vengeful. um, He had a, a really bad temper. And that he would not hesitate, uh, essentially, to to make life difficult for them if they chose to speak out publicly. That was that was their perceptions that they communicated to us.
2: And um, is, is there any uh, any indication? To, excuse me, any indication to you uh, that you did you get the feeling that the media may have dropped the ball on this guy over all these years that this that this would be going on and he would still have been able to maintain the image that he had
6: no in the sen- in the sense that a lot of the accounts that i was going back through you know when i was reading and doing the research on this uh, reporters have documented this um, for years now uh especially in this moment i think you can look back to the early part of the pandemic where he's getting a lot of glowing coverage and perhaps question yeah. You know, should we have been digging more into this? Then I think that's a valid question, um, and we can always certainly do better as reporters. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, right. but I think it, I think there have been a number of rigorously reported pieces, investigative pieces. Uh, there's a book, a very critical book, that was written about him um, that I read over the past week during my research. Uh, you know, he's, he's he, this behavior in many ways has been in plain sight, and, and I think that's really fascinating to ponder. It's like how someone can continue to get reelected and their political career can thrive even knowing that they're acting this way toward their employees.
2: Yeah, there was at least one uh, Jekyll and Hyde reference in your story.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a really striking thing that we heard from a couple of people is that uh, yeah, some people said he was like a monster, but then... You know, their next interaction with him, he would be very complimentary, flattering toward them that in some cases, he treated his aides really well, you know, letting them fly with him, um, you know, letting them travel with him and, and treating them well. But then they would get these really angry phone calls in which he would be berating them, or these meetings that he would call in his office where he would publicly humiliate an employee. And, and some of the employees that I talked to said that that was the worst part, actually, not not the rage directed at them, but watching him do this to other people, you know, in front of them. There's that sense that you want to avert your eyes when you're seeing yeah, a yeah. friend and a colleague. Yeah, you know, we've all been there <laughs> in a situation where you're like, oh, this is humiliating for this person, and I'm having to witness this, you know.
7: Yeah. Um,
6: so those were some of the steering accounts that, that we heard from employees.
2: Uh, one woman uh, you quoted saying, "Not even my parents had ever yelled at me the way he yelled at me." That's
6: that's mm-hmm. pretty
2: intense stuff there.
6: Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
2: yes. Yeah. Uh, so, how common was that 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 um, you know that he he treated people that way? Is it was it pervasive, or is it you know uh, uh, did he blow up? Did you get the opinion that it was just a, a question of him blowing up every now and then, or was it just you know to- all toxic all the time?
6: Um, I, I would say it was it was fairly pervasive. You know, one person told us that we all had our tr- our turn, meaning we all had the turn to be <laughs> in the target of his anger. And that person said, if anyone's telling you that didn't happen to them, they're lying. And this was the person who worked at HUD under him. You know, he was the HUD uh, secretary under President Clinton. So there's a number of people in Washington who worked for him. Uh, Back then, But I've also gotten some emails from people, you know, after we published, I've gotten some interesting reactions with people saying, yes, he is a tough boss. Yes, he was in some ways a nightmare boss. But, you know, why is this coming out now? Why is this a problem now? So I think there are still a number of people who worked for him, who are defensive of him and defensive of his legacy and feel like that perhaps his management style is old school. It's not tolerated in the year 2021, but they also feel like he has been effective as a governor in getting done what he's trying to get done. You know, yeah. so it has been interesting to hear from his allies as well.
2: Well, uh, did you ask any of these people why they didn't quit?
6: Because mm-hmm.
2: well, when yeah. I read a story like that, I say, who, who works there? I mean, get right. another job.
6: <laughs> it's a valid question. You know, I, I spoke to a woman who uh interviewed for a job, uh, got a warning from a former employee who is a friend of hers. And, and this woman told her, I know you're going in with your eyes open, but open your eyes wider, you know, before you go into this job. And. So, and I asked her, this woman, I said, well, why did you take the job? You know, if someone gives you a warning that's that blunt, why, why are you still going there? And she said, yeah. you know, I thought with my age and my prestige and my career, I mean, this is not a low-level staffer, the person I was talking to. She said, yeah, I thought yeah. I could handle it. I thought I could handle it. She said, I knew going in it was going to be a hostile work environment, but I thought it would be a chance to do something that I cared about and have an experience that would be good and working for the people of New York. And that woman left after barely a year, you know. So I think yeah. some people think that somehow they're going to be shielded for it. Someone told me that it was just their goal to go in and never have a, a direct conversation with him to try to avoid those situations, to try to mm-hmm. do your work, accomplish your work, but not be in the line of fire when it comes to his um, his outburst, you know. Well, that, we both have that, to that had to be
2: tough because, hard, excuse me, it had to be tough because, you write that he was uh, very much a, uh, a micromanager. Micro.
6: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, that, that's the thing. And uh, as much as people tried to isolate themselves from him or, you know, work on an issue that they thought maybe he didn't care about as much, uh, they found that, that they still did have interaction with him. And, and some of those people left. You know, we've certainly been reaching out to people and looking for people who did not stay for a long time and wondering, okay... If you look at someone's resume, why were you only there for a year, you know, reaching out to them, hearing out their experiences. On the flip side, I will say that he has a loyal group of people who have been with him for a long time. And they're they're very, very strong allies of his. And that's one of the reasons, I think, why a lot of people perhaps didn't want to speak to us.
2: We're talking to Amy Britton. She's one of three reporters on this story on Andrew Cuomo uh, and the toxic uh, environment in, uh, in his well, oh, whatever he was working, governor as a, when he worked for HUD in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, uh, Amy, uh, in all this research that uh, the three of you did on this story, did anybody come across any person who stood up to him, uh, man or woman?
6: That's an interesting question. Um, you know, actually, uh, the woman that was the lead of our story, Karen Hinton, she was a Long-time aide of Cuomo's at HUD, um, and she left uh, HUD in a screaming match laced with profanity uh, against Andrew Cuomo, uh, uh-huh. and and he was he was yelling curse words back at him. But but eventually she as uh, she went back to work for him as a consultant on some HUD trips, um, and she definitely interacted with him in the future. Um, she felt he was in the political orbit at that point, and he had a lot of power, so. You know, she did stand up to him and their their professional relationship was pretty tumultuous. That's the only person that that, that comes to my mind that we have in the story who stood up to him.
2: And so after your work on the story, do you find the, the do you find the claims of the sexual harassment more credible? Or did the did your opinion of the sexual harassment claims change at all once you started delving into it?
6: Well, I think if you look at the claims that have come out, um, you know, from from Charlotte Bennett, from Lindsey Boylan. Uh, I watched the interview with Charlotte Bennett. I'm not sure if you saw it um, on CBS this morning excerpts, yeah. with, uh, yeah, with Nora O'Donnell, and it was really striking to hear her, you know, recount uh, these types of questions that the governor was was asking her, yeah. um, and we have the account from Karen Hinton that there was an inappropriate incident directed towards her in a hotel room decades ago. Um, I think that when we're looking at these accounts, we're looking for corroboration, right? We're looking for who people told when they told them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Charlotte Bennett has been clear about who she told and the fact that she wanted to be transferred and to to move away from his office. Uh, Lindsay Boylan has come out with uh, on her Medium post with text messages documenting the fact that she was uncomfortable working with there. And the woman that we talked to, Karen Hinton, She's, uh, we spoke to two people who um, who she confided in about this incident years ago, um, long before Andrew Cuomo was ever governor. So, as a reporter, you know you can never be in that situation where you're in a room with you know the other person. Like a lot of these incidents happened when he was allegedly alone with another person. So, all you can do as a reporter is to look to get to the close as close to the truth of the matter as you can. Through investigative reporting, talking to people, try to corroborate this information. And I assume that in some ways, that's what the state attorney general led probe will be attempting to do. And Governor Cuomo has pleaded for members of the public to wait for the results of this investigation before they make up their, their minds about the veracity of these claims. Uh,
2: finishing up here, got about a minute and a half left, uh, uh, Amy. Uh, how many of the people who have come forward do you think did so? Because they grew tired of the uh of the slobbering that the media had been doing over his work during the pandemic. I mean he was really being exalted in the media for weeks on end. And maybe that some of the people who worked for him said, wait a minute.
6: You know, I'm not necessarily sure if if I've seen any direct connection to that. I can uh-huh. say that, that it is interesting to look at the fact that he gave a press conference last Wednesday in which he was very apologetic and said that he had never meant to make anyone feel uncomfortable and said that he never meant to cause anyone pain. And the, uh, the people who we spoke to that press conference left them feeling very, very angry because yeah. they were saying, this is the Andrew Cuomo who like berated us, made us feel worthless, um, you know, fostered a workplace environment that they felt was degrading to young women in particular and particularly. So to see him say that, um, you know, and then three days later, you know, we had a story where one additional woman went on the record and the Wall Street Journal had a separate story where another woman went on the record. And and I do wonder if perhaps um, that situation uh, is likely to make more people speak up in the sense that, you know, it, there is a contrast, right? If someone's saying, I'm sorry, I never knew this, and if people have information that yes, in fact, he did know this, or yes, in fact, he knew that he was making people uncomfortable, it is a situation potentially in in which people feel more prepared to come forward and make a statement like that. Um, mm -hmm.
2: I'm fresh out of time. I'm up against a hard break. Uh, Amy Britton,
6: Mm -hmm.
2: I really appreciate you coming on. Great story you guys did at the Washington uh, Post, and uh, people can check it out at WashingtonPost.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you.
5: I appreciate the conversation. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll be back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The latest from the CDC. Fully vaccinated Americans can gather with other vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or social distancing. That's according to long-awaited guidance from federal health officials. Officials say a person is considered fully vaccinated two weeks after receiving the last required dose of vaccine. About 30 million Americans, or about 9% of the U.S. population, have been fully vaccinated. Judge Peter Cahill, who is overseeing the trial of Derek Chauvin, a former Minneapolis police officer accused in the death of George Floyd, has paused jury selection that's while an appeals is proceeding over the possible reinstatement of a third-degree murder charge. Wall Street ending mix. The Dow gained 306 points. The Nasdaq lost 311. The S&P dropped 20. This is SRN News. What can
3: help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick end loans, internal data. Ways and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access.org number 3030.
1: The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards, and it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5348. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Now we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5348.
0: AM 1250. The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. I don't think any fair-minded person wants to deny opportunities for entrepreneurs, and we're doing that. Every single day, I see people of color given opportunities. Asian Americans get opportunities. Hispanics get opportunities. We're a land of opportunity. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250.
2: The Answer. now you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA and for a limited time Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for 29.98 that's regularly 69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All My Pillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money back guarantee. Go to mypillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the My Pillow Mattress Topper, and My Pillow Towel Sets. Or call 800-716 8087 and use promo code STAG. 800 716 8087, promo code STAG.
3: What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338 Rocket or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data, hoist and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal house letter license in all 50 states. at consumer
0: access.org. Number AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer
1: still seeing some heavy delays on outbound 28 jammed up from 40th Street Bridge to past Route 8. Could be an extra 20 minutes. This is all because of an accident on the Parkway East. We've got an accident as well on the inbound side past Edgewood-Swissvale, also busy from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway West still moving along in pretty decent shape right now. Forbes Road in Monroeville remains closed with construction between Haymaker Road and Westmoreland Road. That's a look at tra- I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 40. Tomorrow, mild with times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high tomorrow of 61. Tomorrow night we'll see clear to partly cloudy skies with a low of 39. It'll be warm Wednesday with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Wednesday will reach a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast I'm Drew Shantoff. For over 20 years, millions of customers have trusted
3: Blinds.com to update their homes. Because Blinds.com makes it easy to get custom blinds that'll give your windows a high-end look without the high-end price. Whether you like to DIY, need design help, or prefer measure and install services, they do it all with easy online ordering and free shipping right to your door. If you're unsure, know that Blinds.com has over 30,000 five-star customer reviews and they guarantee the perfect fit for your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them measure and install every for you.
4: Why wait to turn your dream home into a reality? Do not wait to save. Give yourself a brand new view to enjoy all year long. Visit Blinds.com right now and save big on everything from shades, blinds, interior shutters, and more. Plus, pay over 24 months at 0% APR on qualifying purchases with PayPal Credit Easy Payments. Ends May 2nd, 2021. As of September 1st, 2020, new PayPal Credit accounts have a variable purchase APR of 23.99% that will vary with the market based on the prime rate. Minimum interest charge is $2. Subject credit approval. Visit Blinds.com. PayPal for details.
7: Mm. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve. Not on my watch, they say, as they leave their families behind to keep the rest of ours safe. As they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve. The therapists, they need to walk again. The treatment, they need to talk again the lifetime of day-to-day help they need to live full and independent lives. When there's no more government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option or everyone says there's no hope for recovery, we won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org. In
3: 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance. Or help you with the cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage.
7: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. corporate animalist number thirteen thirty five Rack animalist number six five two three three. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
0: Doctor Sebastian Gorka explains where we are right now. March tenth, all businesses in Texas are going to be open for business. But in the nation's capital, there's a three-mile-long fence, 12-foot high with razor wire and 7,000 national guard. And you can't go and look at the cherry blossoms. This is the reality in America. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the AM1250 Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to TheAnswerPGH.com. Keyword Shopping. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
2: So, uh, we told you about the nurse who I said is my new hero, uh, and she's a nurse. She's not a radio person. She's not a media person. She's not a politician. Her name is Jessica Ferroni, and uh, she got a lot of attention, maybe a little bit too much attention for her at this point when she uh, – arrived at uh, Pearson Airport in Toronto from a a trip to Tanzania where she was doing good uh, work as a nurse over there, treating people with malaria. And uh, so she was going to be on at 5.30, and I I just got a text from her, and she said she's done a lot of interviews today and needs some time to pause and digest. I could get mad and say, well, you know, she she, kind of stuck it to me there by – Letting me know only a few minutes before she's supposed to go on the air, but I kind of I think I know where she's coming from. Uh, she's uh, probably done a ton of interviews today. Well, she says she's done a lot of them, and maybe she's starting to wonder if maybe she's um, I don't know getting a little bit too much exposure right now. But Joe Warmington is a uh, is a uh, a columnist for the Toronto Sun. He's been on the show before, and he knows all about this story. So uh, he's been nice enough. To come on and talk about it, Joe. I appreciate you coming on uh, at a very short notice. Thanks.
8: Well, uh, hopefully, I'll.
2: Hey, so um, tell just let's let uh, start from the beginning. What happened uh, when when she got back uh, to Toronto from Tanzania? What what did they put her through or try to? You hear me?
8: She you stared there? uh yeah, no, I was just gonna say what uh what before we get to what happened when she first came back. Yeah. What happened what happened in the last few minutes for her to pull out of this interview? This is a woman who stared the police and the immigration and customs <clears throat> border security people in the eye and said, I'm walking by you and I'm not going into your gulag and I'm I'm gonna go straight home and then she doesn't come on your show. And I'll tell you what I think it is, and I'll find out more. Uh-huh. She's really worried. She's really worried about uh, losing her nursing license and and God knows what else. So, something's happened
1: because of the publicity
8: yeah. that she's getting, and so she's and she probably is worried a little bit about maybe alerting American authorities to things too, because uh, you know she probably has ideas of coming down there and doesn't want to affect that. So I'm just uh, this is what I'm thinking now. Originally, when she came back, this has been a big issue here. Because Prime Minister Trudeau has put a, a quarantine, a mandatory quarantine, and some Americans have had to go through it. Any of the snowbirds have had to go through it. It's a forced, uh, you know, basically a quarantine, but it's really a jail term where you go in, you got to pay for it yourself, up to $2,000 per person for three days, and you can't leave the hotel. I've written extensively about it. If you go to TorontoSun.com, anybody that's interested, there's lots of columns I've done and others have done, and also videos. Including a story on this uh, this nurse Jessica. What happened was she's of the oak and there's been a few people like this that said, No, I don't you know, constitutionally, Charter of Rights and Freedoms which is what we have here.
2: Bill of Rights I don't in Canadian you. Yeah. yeah,
8: we don't have to, to stop. And they don't, and they have no business yelling at her or looking down at her. And and that's what they did. And and you know, uh, as I said, uh I've told people, I mean, don't forget, there's been two of these agents that have been deployed by Prime Minister Trudeau's people to go and do compliance checks on people, and two of them have been charged with sexual assault. Uh, So these women that are coming in, whether it's a nurse like herself that went to Tanzania to help people there, which she did, they don't want to give information about where they live or go to a hotel and then have some officer come and do a compliance check as if this is some sort of a communist country. So she got a little belligerent when they got belligerent. I, I'm on her side. Uh, yeah, it would have been easier if she wore a mask and went to the hotel like, you know, dutiful Canadians are doing, put $2,000 on her credit card that she can't afford. But not everybody does that. Some people say, no, I'm drawing the line in the sand. I'm free. Get out of my way.
2: Yeah, she said the security asked me what hotel I booked. I replied, none. I'm going to my perfectly good home as this violates my charter rights. And then she says the border officer started yelling at me because I was telling other Canadian citizens that they could go to their homes and not stay in a hotel or do another COVID test. He got angrier and wanted to silence me from telling people their rights as Canadians. It felt like I was in a bad horror movie. I'm a frontline worker. I'm a Canadian citizen. And above all, I'm a human being. And I'm here being muzzled at the airport for telling people their rights. Once the police officers and public health nurses got wind that I'm a registered nurse, they started shaming me, saying, I hope you lose your job, and making me feel like crap for having an opinion that did not line up with the storyline of the government for what they were trying to do at the airport, that's just that's beyond belief that someone has to put up with that. And there, and this, from what this, uh, from from what she says here from this quote, they started shaming me. So she, would she have like uh, multiple people screaming at her at the airport in front of other people? Well, you know, I wasn't there, but I've seen this. You know, I've written the column last
8: week about a woman that came back. And I think it might have been in the same country, but somewhere in Africa. And her, uh, relative was hurt in a car accident there. And she went over to help, but she brought her baby, uh, 14 or 14 months old with her. And she got back and she's in this lineup from six in the morning. I ran into her around one one or two in the afternoon and the baby had this whooping cough. And I'm a reporter 30 years here in Toronto. And I, I said to the security people, they were really giving her a hard time and they were rude to her. her husband was waiting. And I'm saying like you know, forget the rules. Like, she's got a baby, her husband's there. Let her go home. And they wouldn't do it, and they they were really you know uh, rules and all this kind of stuff. And it's huffy puffy, they're going to arrest us. And and I'm thinking you know what what is this country coming to? And then finally I started yelling out loud because I you know I'm a dad, and I'm like you know is there a doctor here? There's lots and lots of agents and people with notebooks and all these you know authority figures. Is there a doctor? Anybody? Let's deal with this child, you know, and they didn't care one bit. One thing that happened, though, was we moved her up to the front of the line, and her husband, I talked to her husband, and he was just beside himself. And, you know, the the woman said, uh, the woman was complaining, this is a woman who didn't speak very much English, and her husband didn't either. They were being, you know, Trudeau talks all this stuff about diversity and acceptance, and here, there it was right there on display where they needed a little bit of a hug. Okay, we're not going to look down our nose at you for going to help your mom out that was in a car accident in Tanzania or wherever it was, I think it was there. We're going to help you. We're not going to hurt you. No, instead we're going to throw the book at you, you lousy person, and that kid that's coughing with the whooping cough. We don't care. Yeah, we locked the whole country down and you have to wear a mask and you can't go to work and your kids can't have birthday us is they can't play hockey, our birthday parties, they can't play hockey, can't go swimming, can't go to a funeral. And yet there's a kid that's sick right in front of my eyes, and no one cares. And, and, and then, she's the one in trouble. This nurse is the one that's in trouble. I'll tell you, she should be in trouble. All those people should be in trouble. I wrote the story, and nobody called, and no one cared.
2: Well, um, so they wanted this woman to, to go to a hotel room with the, with the baby and stay there for three days with the sick baby.
8: And I think that's what ended up happening too. They unless they, they bolted. I wanted to tell the woman, just go. But I you know, then I'm part of the story mm-hmm. and then I'm you know, then I I'm not really that's not what I'm supposed to do. As a human being though, I'm thinking it like you know, I'm there to cover the story, so I didn't say anything like that, but I was thinking it like when I told these people get them a doctor and that uh, I because I did that, I'm pretty sure that's the reason they moved her up. But the woman said It's on, if anybody wants to see this, and it'd be good to, you know, if if Mike can dig it up, there's there's video on my Twitter about it. And it shows the woman say, well, you shouldn't have traveled during a pandemic, like in the snottiest way you could say it. So now she's also judging her. She doesn't know anything about her. She doesn't know that her, I think it was her sister. I think her mother or sister were in the accident, but I think her sister was very badly hurt. Now, she gets called help. And she made a decision to go. And I'll tell you, if my mom was in a car accident and I was somewhere and, I, and she needed me, I don't care what Justin Trudeau says. I don't care what President Biden says. I mean, you got to It's got to be family first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these rules and all this nonsense. I mean, you know, there's no COVID going to happen there. There was no COVID on the flight. She was tested. She was tested before she got on the plane. You know, it's different if you have COVID or, or something. Now, this yeah. child, I didn't know what was going on there. I mean, it was a whooping cough kind of thing. And as a father, I'm thinking, you know, let's get this child some help. I mean, wouldn't anybody do that? And yet there's these people making all this money. They wouldn't do it. They didn't care. And I think that's what happened here with uh, nurse Jessica. You know, she was a little bit different and she was mouthy. There's a few people like that here in Toronto. Not enough, really. I mean, they're lucky, the government's very lucky that people... You know the the joke about the Canadians. How do you get 20 Canadians out of the pool? Mm-hmm. You just say everybody out of the pool. You know, yeah. that's... <laughs> I mean, there's your Canadian <laughs> yeah,
2: You know that, because uh, I... Yeah. Polite to a fault, yeah. I don't yeah, know well, about down in Pittsburgh,
8: but I don't think it's quite the same in Pennsylvania. I think there's a,
2: no, a little bit more problem. of it
8: yeah, yeah, a little different. But...
2: Uh, but um, we're talking to Joe Warmington. He's a, a columnist at the uh, Toronto Sun. Uh, you mentioned that you, uh, I mean, as I, I'm, I'm reading this text, and it says, uh, I don't want to give away what she said, but she basically said she's done a lot of interviews and she needs some time to pause. Uh, and um, based on this, the comments that the the quote in the in the story about what went on at the airport, or what uh, what they said to her, or what she said to them. You you actually think that she might be afraid of the government knocking on her door? But she's and, afraid.
8: And... She's afraid. She's been tough. She's she stood up to the man the last two or three days, and, and you know, and you know what that's like. And it can be brave in the moment, and then you start looking around. And there's a police car. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I've talked to people yeah. that have had this happen, where there's a you know a police car that the next thing you know is uh, like the woman Alicia hurt her. I've written about her, the barber. Uh, down, uh, you know, St. Catherine, in which, uh, you know, I know you know that area. Yeah. She she was there, and, you know, they they put a police car inside of her house because she opened up her barber shop. So this is the kind of thing that I, and again, I don't have information that's happening to Jessica, but I bet you it is because this is what's happening to people, intimidation, and the man starts to come after it because they really don't want anybody to, uh, to break their rules here. And again, you know, like, uh, we all know that coronavirus is serious, but it, it's not uh, supposed to mean that you go to jail. And that's what's happening. I mean, people, they they, they go to the uh, hotel. they got to pay themselves. The food is terrible. They're paying $2,000. These aren't, uh, like, Wayne Gretzky came back. It's not Wayne Gretzky that has to go in. You know, he's got a corporate jet and And, and you know, certainly should be able to come back for his father being ill yeah. at his, his funeral. But they didn't. They didn't nail him the same way. They're they're very very interesting at who they're going after. Now, when you know a year ago, I was at the airport and I'd see these flights coming in from Asia. At that time, it was all about Wuhan. That's all you heard yeah, of them got was about Wuhan.
2: Five seconds left here, so go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, it's just interesting how all of a sudden
8: they didn't say a word about those flights coming right from Wuhan. You know, and and we were called racist and everything. We're not racist. We just said, hey. Isn't that where the virus is? And why? why is it? What, you know? What, what's going on here? Are you sure? And of course, now we've got all these people dead, and mostly people in all kinds of nursing homes. The fifty people right. have been wiped out, and all this stuff. And yeah, we're picking on this nurse. And uh, anyway, it's an important subject. It's too bad she couldn't join you, but um, I well, think I've you did. done the best I'm I can to tell and, the story.
2: Uh, people can find you at the Toronto Sun, Joe Warmington. You're writing a lot about this stuff, and it's really, really scary. I appreciate you coming on, Joe. All the best. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. Home Repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald, With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood, and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com pittsburgh.com.
4: A heart attack? He was 47. What about Janice and the kids? Do they have life insurance?
2: No.
0: Call Select Quote now and get the insurance your family needs at a price you can afford.
4: In minutes, Select Quote found John, 45, in Excellent Health, a $500,000 policy for only $29 a month. And his wife, Anne, 43, in Excellent Health, a $500,000 policy for only $21 a month.
0: At Select Quote, we comparison shop some of the most trusted insurance companies in America to find you the best rate in minutes. And it's free. For your free quote, call 1 800 644 1331. That's 1 800 644 1331. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1 800 644 1331. Select Quote. We shop. You save.
4: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available
2: in all states.
0: This is the John Stacker walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
2: Well, um, I wish I could have gotten uh, Jessica Ferroni on. Um, maybe we'll get her on again. She offered to do it some other time, and maybe when things calm down a little bit, she'll do it. But um, And I don't. I uh, Feel like I need to apologize for talking about Canada uh, because we're not in Canada. I, I just think um, that is a very big story, and the and the, the actual the actually the um, the American media should be covering it more because it's it's a it is really really bizarre and scary and uh, infuriating what's going on up there, what they're doing to people. And when I mentioned to Jessica when I talked to her today, I said I had people tell me that you know Canadians are not going to rebel because that's just not what Canadians do they're they're too polite and she before even got it out she said absolutely there's no question so the canadian people she said they just always think that the government knows best that is also very scary because if you always think the governor the government knows best this is the kind of stuff that happens to you you and and she stood up to them and she said, I'm going home. I'm not going to a hotel. That's ridiculous. The Charter of Rights, which is the equivalent of our Bill of Rights, says that uh, you can't do this to me. Well, now she doesn't want to be on the radio anymore because, according to Joe Warmington, she's afraid of what the government might do to her. If you don't think that's scary, I can't help you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
0: The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.